Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We've got Larry on his phone down there in the Southland. Hi, Larry. Hey, Stuart. I'm glad you got me. My phone was out this morning. We had storms all night. Yeah, the weather, well, we've been having beautiful weather up here, but with the solar, what do they call that, K-index, up to, what was it, 8? 8. That's huge. And uh, my right leg and hip definitely uh, know about it. (laughs) So, yeah, it's really on fire. Uh, Anyway, um, before we get into some of the news, which is really ominous, folks, Looks like maybe we're getting into a hot war really quickly. And um, before we did that, I wanted to talk about what I had mentioned on the show the other day about this uh, deal that is permeating, evidently, about the watchers. It's important. There's no question that the arrival and the deception are absolutely important. But when they go so far as to say that the statement that Genesis 3 and the fall of mankind was not the chief proof text for human sin, now you got a problem. The entire Bible rests upon the story of redemption, the story of a redeemer, Not an avatar, not an ascended master, not a being of light as is being portrayed now, but a definitely uh, a redeemer who came into the human race to redeem that which was lost. And it's all done under kinsman redeemer law. It all centers upon one thing, the fall of Genesis 3. And it's deadly to claim otherwise, because the entire redemptive process is based upon Genesis 3, not fallen angels and how they corrupted mankind, which they did. Mankind was corrupted way back in Genesis 3. Then the fallen angels arrive and did a much uh, another job <laughs> of corruption. But the corruption of the fallen angels is an earthly corruption. The fall of Genesis 3 is a spiritual corruption, inheriting the knowledge of good and evil. And uh, people mock that, and they say, well, that fruit of the tree of good and evil, that's just an old mythology. That's just an old wives' tale. No truth to that. Well, I've been around uh, a lot of different people in my life. I'm now 83 years old, seen all kinds of people, met all kinds of people from just about every tribe, nation, and tongue there is. They all have the knowledge of good and evil. How come? How come it is they know right from wrong? I'm not saying they follow what's right or what's wrong. They know what the difference is. That's what the statement in Genesis 3 is about. In the day you eat of that tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. Now that statement is either true or that statement is totally false. You, You can't have it both ways, folks. It's one or the other. And it deals with the death and depravity of humanity, all of humanity, all of humanity. That's what Genesis 3 is talking about. It's a fall into depravity. What happened? Well, a lot of people don't realize that if you read the story of Genesis very carefully, um, 
Adam and Eve, before they fell, did not have any knowledge of good and evil. They had not eaten of that tree, which God said, don't eat of it. And, of course, Satan comes along and says, oh, that's a wonderful tree. It'll give you all kinds of knowledge, and you'll be just as a god yourself. So you need to eat of that tree. Then you'll know the difference between what's right and what's wrong on your own accord. Now, what a lot of people do not realize is, and uh, I'm sure you're all familiar with the yin-yang symbol, eternal battle between good and evil. Sci-fi movies. It's always about good versus evil. Just about every story, every movie is about good versus evil. The cops versus the bad guys. The good aliens versus the bad aliens. And on and on and on it goes. That's, that is uh, the perpetual eternal battle between good and angel, uh, evil. No, I got a question for you. What if, what if there is such a place where you don't need that knowledge of good or evil and it's not required, just like Adam and Eve before the fall? They didn't have any laws. The only law that they were told about was don't eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. People don't think about that. That's the only thing they were told. There were no Ten Commandments. There were no commandments from the Lord. Why? Well, Paul tells us why. Way in the New Testament. It's very, very interesting how he says, If there be any other commandment, briefly comprehended as love, divinely love your neighbor as yourself, and love God with your divinely love. Jesus said he sent away millions and millions and millions of Christians in Matthew chapter 7 with a very terse remark. I never came to know you experientially. You and I never met, and he sends them away. So anyway, like you, it would take a four-hour dissertation. I don't want to do that. We've got a lot of news. But anyway, Genesis 3, in the day you eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. The entire rest of the Bible concerns itself with that issue. And the fallen one, so-called corruption of humanity, is all in this world. It's of this world. Remember what John said about Antichrist and the forces of evil? It's all about this world, a new world order, a new world political system, a new world religious system, a new world economic system. It's all of this world. Jesus Christ, when he was before Pilate, remember what Pilate asked him about? Are you, uh, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, if, if I were of this world, I'm paraphrasing, then would my people fight. But I'm not of this world. And uh, that's where this whole thing comes in, and it's lost now in today's Christian theology. And I'm watching all of this happen, and one by one by one by one, they're all falling. All these big, big people are falling into apostasy. And I can tell it by the what they're teaching and preaching, and they're disconnecting. They don't even know they're disconnecting because they have refused to do what Jesus Christ told them to do. I'll read this one thing because it proves the whole thing. This is the condemnation. Only one. Not a dozen sins, not 5,000 sins that you do. One condemnation. Only one. Now hear it. One condemnation of the human race. This is, Jesus says, that condemnation. That light, divine love of God, is come into the world. Through who? Jesus Christ. And men love darkness 
rather than divine love because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, divine love, and will not come to divine love, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to divine love, that his deeds may be made manifest, they are wrought in God. The whole issue is the lack of divine love within humanity. They don't have it. They lost it at the fall. That's the whole story of redemption, is to get reconnected by Jesus Christ through rebirth back to where Adam and Eve were. It's done in stages. First comes rebirth, then comes the total removal. That's called the rapture. And I don't know why people are getting so all confused about this, other than the fact they won't read their Bible and they won't do what they're told to do. Uh, it's amazing what's going on. And the other issue that you should really look at is the Ark of the Covenant. Ark of the Covenant. Now they're looking for it. Well, I think the Bureau of Antiquities in Israel knows exactly where it is. And they're not going to reveal where it is until the time is right. I don't blame them either, because they'd be squashed if they did it ahead of time. Anyway, the issue is one of divine love. Now, the Ark of the Covenant contains three items. And please notice that within the Ark, it is within the Ark, that these three items are found. They are very, very important. The tablets, the law, as given on Mount Sinai, the Ten Commandments, are within the Ark of the Covenant. Okay, what's the next thing that's in the Ark? Aaron's rod that budded. What does that mean? Oh, death to life. And the other thing that's in the Ark is the hidden manna. Well, what is that? The defined love divine agape that is bestowed to the believer that does what they're told. Jesus bestows it upon you. Why are they in the ark? Because that is the spirit of Jesus Christ. It was within him. Remember when he said, well, you guys all know me. You know, you know who I am. And then he turned right around and says, you don't know who I am. And you don't know who my father is either. What was he talking about? His internal spirit of divine love. They didn't know anything about it. That is why he was connected direct to God the Father. He is the Redeemer. I don't care what humanity says. They can invent any other thing they wanted to invent. not going to matter. They're going to die in their sins. When Jesus Christ told you to enter in at the straight gate and walk the narrow way, he did so for a very, very good reason. And if you want to sit there and say, I don't have to do that, all i got to do is say a sinner's prayer, then you're going to die in your sins. And I guarantee that because the Bible guarantees that. And it's bad news for humanity. And, but it's right here. Uh, I'll just read this one. Uh, this is in Jeremiah, chapter 31, 33. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. What's he talking about? After the Son of God came down, he says, I will put my law in their inward parts. What's his law? To find love. And I will write it in their hearts, and will be their God, and they shall be my people. What did Jesus say? Same thing. Rebirth. What is rebirth? Define love. Being born again, being born from above. Here's another one, Ezekiel eleven nineteen, And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you. Guess what that is? Divine love. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh, and I will give them a heart of flesh. Folks, this whole thing has nothing to do with the uh, fallen angels. 
nothing whatever to do with the uh, with the fallen angels. And to sit there and say Genesis 3 isn't really important, that the corruption of the fallen angels is what really matters, is an absolute lie. And the people who are propagating this, they really should hang their heads in shame. But they won't. And how do I know they won't? Because I've read their testimony, and they don't have the testimony of true biblical salvation. Jesus said there are many who claim they're Christians, but they are not. And there are a few who are Christians, but they're very few. Very few, he said. And you can find it all over the Old and the New Testament about what all of this is about. And I just wanted to get into that because I fear we're going to have an arrival very, very quickly now. And that arrival is going to be embraced by the vast majority of people, including the Christians, because they will not, they will not do what Christ told them to do. They are sitting there adamantly saying, I don't have to do that. Have it your way. I'm just telling you because truth is truth. And uh, that's just the way it is. Anyway, Larry, it looks like we're going to war. What in the world is happening? Well, that's an awful big question. Uh, I don't <laughs> even know how to tell you all the notes I've got. And, and it don't look like we're going to war on one front. It looks like we're going to war on multiple fronts. And uh, some of them's already getting hot. Um, yeah. Matter of fact, uh, the situation between, uh, I guess, uh, the U.S. and I get Iran is really getting hot, and of course you're not hearing about it on the news at all. Let me read you a text I got just a while ago. Uh, this is some stuff that started happening about four this evening. It says uh, got something from Hal. Flash. Numerous strato tankers just went up over Iraq. Twenty missiles mm-hmm. just struck three U.S. bases in Syria. Updated 7:20 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time said there are reports that virtually all U.S. bases along the Euphrates River in Syria are under attack, being shelled. Flash. Iranian sources are reporting that the missile corps of the IRGC are preparing to fire at all American positions in Syria. Turkish armed forces and the Syrian Arab army forces are fighting each other directly in northern Syria now. And uh, I'll let you comment on that, and then we'll go into some other stuff. Well, this is kind of strange in a way, but not in others. Uh, The United States of America was never invited into Syria. And uh, Putin made that point a number of times. He said, you have no business being in Syria militarily at all. That Assad has never, never asked you to come there, but they have asked us, Putin said. And so... Now we have Iran attacking U.S. bases in Syria. That's that's a direct, how do I word this? That's a direct war between the United States military and Syria, uh, not Syrian, but our uh, Iranian armed forces. That's a direct war. Are we looking well, at, I- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you, you mentioned that, but what I haven't told you is the fact that uh, Hal Turner's got some more up that indicates that, as we speak, that uh, U.S. Uh, fighter jets and uh, Iranian attack drones are fighting each other in dogfights in the sky. So we we have active uh, forces out of Iran attacking U.S. fighter jets and U.S. fighter jets trying to shoot down Iranian drones that are armed and firing and and at the same time uh the last few hours i've been trying to keep a little heads up on it uh we've had uh the iraqi pro-iranian militias shelling some of our bases we've been attacking them you know with fighter jets we're also attacking uh along the iranian front there and it, it this just seems to be growing today and this has all been in the last just number of hours 
So are we then watching um, this uh, Daniel chapter 8 beginning to unfold where, you know, there are different opinions as to who the he-goat is and who the ram is, but there was an Israeli, uh, uh, I guess, um, student of the Bible, or if you want, or well-versed that said that we, the United States, does engage in direct conflict with Iran, and basically at the end of it, we neutralize Iran. I'm wondering if this is the start of that, a Daniel 8, then. Because this is a direct conflict. It, it doesn't matter whether it's Syria, because Syria really uh, is a proxy, is it not? Of Iran anyway? Oh, yeah. And so they feel that the United States has no business being in there, which they don't, actually, under international law. Assad never invited the United States into uh, uh, Syria for any reason. This is where Putin has the high road. And this may be directly involve Putin as well, because... He's kind of buddy buddies with Iran, right? Oh, absolutely. They've got uh, defense packs. So this thing can explode, what I'm getting at, rapidly into a huge world war without a whole lot of time involved in it if, if, it's, uh, if that's what we're looking at. So this could explode the Middle East. And what about Israel? What's you know Israel's behind a lot of this stuff about going after Iran. So is this Iran's um, answer to Israel? Don't do it. Don't try it. Well, all of this began uh, only like 48 hours from the time that. Uh, that Israel's ally, Azerbaijan, began to move on the Russian border and uh, Armenia. And at the same time, that's when Iran began to move uh, military assets and and put missiles and planes on high alert. This This is just the last couple of days all this has been going on. Of course, anybody that watches American news, they'll never have a clue that this is happening. But uh, you've got all of that in gear, and at the same time, Iran is threatening to uh, do missile attacks on Azerbaijan, who is Israel's ally. Inside Azerbaijan is actually Israeli missiles and Israeli bases and, and planes and a lot of stuff that they use to attack off and on into Iran with, drones and other things. And uh, so you've got basically you, you're going to have you know with Iran doing that you're going to have Israel uh, I guess hard put to stay out of the fray if you will. Yeah, I don't really see how they could. Here's a something too that backing off from the local war over there. Uh, this is deputy chairman of the Russian Federation. This is uh, from Turner uh, Council. Dmitry Medvedev, who apparently is the spokesperson as well for Putin, made remarks today that seem to confirm war with the West, that's NATO, USA, uh, UK, all that, is the choice that has in fact been made. When analyzing public remarks of any leader, one must always take into account errors in translation and, more importantly, the nuances of culture and language that may exist in one culture but do not precisely translate to other cultures. So interpreting remarks of foreign officials is a delicate task that must be undertaken with great care. Having said that, sometimes the meaning of a foreign official's remarks translate very precisely and say what we actually think is meant. Such was the case today. Today, Dmitry Medvedev said the following, the consequences of the collision of the world's most powerful armies 
will be terrible, and there will be no victor at all. Now, that's pretty hard, Turner says, to not understand the plain meaning of that. So let's dissect it. The consequences of the collision, not a collision, but rather the collision. He's using the word the rather than a indicates that a collision is, in fact, coming. And it will be terrible. Not would be or could be, but rather will be terrible. The use of the word will rather than would or could reinforces the interpretation that the decision to go to actual war with the West has now been made. Lastly, there will be no victor at all. Again, his use of the word will is now double reinforcement of the reality that the decision for an actual war has already been made and worse, since there will be no victor. And that tells me it is also decided that the coming war will be nuclear. After all, a nuclear war is the only war where there is no victor. Medvedev is not in any way careless with his use of language. He is a highly educated man who says what he means, means what he said. He went on to say, Russia is not fighting the Ukrainian regime, but rather the 3.6 million member NATO army. Well, what do you think of that? <laughs> well, I, I, I'll say two things after what you've read. Uh, one, number one, is the fact that uh, we pushed them into it, and Russia basically has no choice if they want to survive at all. And uh, on top of that, the American people seem to be the only people on the planet that don't know we're at war. Hmm. Yeah. Makes you wonder what's going on, doesn't it? So, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, is this well, the beginning of the big war? It sounds well, almost like it could be. Well, let me, let me bring this up, because this dovetails right into every bit of that, and this occurred yesterday, uh, came out March the 23rd, uh, movements that began, uh, I guess you could say, is uh, this is covert intel from Hal Turner, and suddenly, and I've mentioned this to you earlier, everything... that would deal with nuclear weapons has left Hawaii. Now, what I'm saying is everything that would either fire nuclear weapons, I suppose, or defend from nuclear weapons, I suppose, or even have a chance to, that has been protecting Hawaii, Hawaii has left, okay? Uh, Let me Mm -hmm. read you this, Hal Turner, Covert Intel. says, giant sea-based early warning Nuclear missile radar platforms deploying from Hawaii. U.S. Navy mobile area target support system barge left Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. SS Pacific WQVZ ballistic missile test tracker left Honolulu, Hawaii. Ohio-class nuclear ballistic missile submarine left Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. Uh, and there's more to it that's left than, you You know, if you go to Hal's site, you can see some of the stuff that left. And he said something big is up. With all these unique and dangerous nuclear systems leaving Hawaii, something is up. Now, there's been conjecture. Some thought maybe, well, maybe they're moving over to uh, guard the west coast of, of America, and they're going to move towards Alaska. However... Uh, Hal Turner's intel says that all of these systems are headed for Asia. What does that tell you? In other words, North Korea, China, Russia on that side. Yeah, and particularly North Korea just made a remark about uh, war, nuclear war. And uh, now when you back that up with Medvedev's words and how he worded it, 
um, it would seem to me that they have given the global elite who are behind this, and behind them is Satan, and behind Satan is the Lord himself, because all of this stuff, he says, my hand is stretched out upon all the nations of the world, and I'm going to do what I have proposed to do. And because they have rejected his son, we're in for some bad, bad times, folks. We had, uh, you know, when Jesus gave the command that he gave, it was a global command. And because we turned around and we invent all these different religions and philosophies and everything else, what are we actually saying? We're saying what Jesus said doesn't really matter. Well, that means that almost the entire human race is going to go through a horrible time because they have rejected his son. Okay, now, Medvedev said something else, too, but uh, this is from Turner. His words seem to indicate to me that tens of millions of us are going to die and our world will never be the same. The good will perish with the evil. Cities and towns will be flattened. Disease and death will run rampant. Well, we call that the tribulation period. The, the issue is, with everything going on, and now with this thing uh, with Iran, and Daniel chapter 8 kind of tells us that that global decision for World War III and we don't know the ins and outs on how it's going to work or the twists and turns of it. Seems to me like that's already been gone, begun. What do you think, Larry? I mean, it just does. Well, let me let me share a couple of articles with you here, which tells us some of the twists and turns that we're going to enter into. But I was going to share with you too something else that happened today that was really striking to me. You know, I'm not I'm not you're a bigger numbers guy than I am. But, you know, you catch on quicker than I do. I, I can still read numbers, but I'm slower. <laughs> and today, you know, all, last night and today, most of the day, we've had severe thunderstorms. I mean, horrific thunder and lightning. And uh, anyway, I had just sat down on my bed. I was uh, concerned about my earlier show with Augusto today. And I was, uh, you know, another st one of those storms moved in, and I lost my satellite signal on the TV. I was trying to watch uh, one of the news feeds, and something come up that caught my eye. You know, it's not every time that my eyes caught by numbers, but let me give you these numbers that it said on their satellite uh, signal loss. It had mm -hmm. signal code. Now here's the code that came up, Stuart. Eleven. Dash twenty two dash eleven. That's what came up, and I thought, "Oh my lord, that sounds like four elevens. That is That's four right. elevens, actually." Yep, but people are seeing eleven, eleven, nine, eleven, and four, eleven, all the time. Um, where everybody's just beginning to see those numbers. Now, what's interesting is we are coming up. In fact, 11, 11, 11, 11 is 44. <laughs> 411. Mm. Kind of interesting that uh, yeah. you would have that. Wow. That's what That's I thought. Interesting. <laughs> uh, let me give you a couple of reports here real quick. And you, you, know, yep. you may want to go into the details on them. Uh, just got a uh, report. Uh, posted by Depka file in Israel. This is this is the headline: U.S. fighter jets and Iranian drones are in sky sky duels over eastern Syria as we speak. Iranian armed drones are attacking U.S. forces uh, at one location, Al Omar oil facilities, and it appears that they're attacking uh, at least three locations of U.S. bases, which are at three Syrian oil facilities. Wow. And, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, this is going to bring uh, Israel into this thing. It's going to have to. Uh, this is getting interesting. 
It is. Uh, now, let me let me give you this other one real quick, because all of this may fit together when you and, uh, you know, there's re- uh, recently and I think I told it on an earlier show. One of the colonels, a retired colonel, said that we have set ourselves up to have to fight four front wars. In other words, four fronts. Mm-hmm. And we can't even fight one, basically. But we're, we're, we're so big-headed, I suppose, we're going to try. But listen to this one. This is Hal Turner, Covert Intelligence, March the 23rd. And remember all the rhetoric that you and I have talked about on a number of shows about the, the so-called plan of NATO and the U.S. to possibly come out of Romania and, uh, and work with Ukraine to attack and take that Transnistria region where the the Soviet's largest military bunker in the world is located, full of arms and ammo. Okay, now listen to this headline and think about what I just said. This is Hal Turner, came out last night. Romania moving to annex Moldova and other parts of Ukraine. Romanian Senate considering now bill to annex Moldova and parts of the Ukraine that were former Romanian territories that it with that has one million people inhabitants. Ukraine will lose much of its southwest and Snake Island. But Stuart, it appears, and it, you'll remember we've talked about this data. The data came in that uh, Romania was built was to build three five-story hospitals to handle the injured and the wounded. And yes. remember, there was, I think the 101st Airborne is located there, our, our tank groups, uh, mm-hmm. a whole lot of stuff is in Romania. And remember the last time we talked a couple of weeks ago that they had moved forces up to the Moldova border. Well, Transnistria is part of Moldova. Does it sound like to you that there's now a Western plan to take Moldova and Transnistria at the same swoop? Certainly sounds like it, and they're trying to lay the legal groundwork to do it. And of course, that would then they could tell the Russians, "You get out of there," and uh, they could order them to leave. And it's a legal maneuver. But you know, this has gone beyond legal maneuvers at this point, it seems to me. And with the remark of uh, Medvedev and other remarks of Putin and even Obama, you may remember when Putin said. World War III is coming, and we can't stop it. And Obama said the same thing. World War III is coming. We cannot stop it. They know that there is a hidden hand behind all this, and they probably know what it is. And uh, the time, you know, there there is a time and a place for everything. And the timing of... Um, the Lord appears to be right on schedule here with uh, Easter coming up, Passover coming up, and then we get into the summer season. Um, so, yeah, I, I personally, I think we're watching this thing uh, start. And uh, it's interesting with that 11, 11, 11, 11 you saw that tomorrow actually is a um, seven seven with uh, March twenty fifth two and five is seven and twenty twenty three is a uh, seven so you got a seven seven and seven is complete so I would be really watching this weekend for more activity and maybe even this will explode into uh, all of this I mean you know mankind just cannot I don't know what you say they they can't be at peace that's that's the whole problem with this knowledge of good and evil folks it's that knowledge of good and evil that's the culprit it is responsible for all the issues of humanity and yet humanity refuses to acknowledge they're a fallen race. You, 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 as I've said before, when you think of a fall, you think about demonic activity, you think about fallen angels, that sort of thing. But you never include humanity within it. But humanity is fallen. And Jesus classifies humanity as evil. He said so, right in Matthew. You being evil. He's, 
He knows we're evil. They try to clean that stuff up. But, hey, the very nature of humanity means we are going to go into World War III. Look at what's happening all over. Wow. So what is this business about deploying out of Hawaii? Does this have to do with uh, the threat of uh, our good friend, the whiz kid, over there in North Korea? Do you think it has something to do? He did make a threat. Well, I know he did. Actually, uh, there's been a threat from North Korea of using a... uh, actual uh nuclear airburst with a missile and uh he's really rattling sabers and so's his sister you know, and you're you're familiar with his sister she even she even appears to be meaner than he is actually than him. <laughs> i think she is yeah i think so but but anyway uh I, I you know matter of fact i was looking for that uh comment and, and i there was a uh, one yesterday popped up. The other guy was McGregor that gave it, but this one's a new one. The War Room uh, with Bannon, March 23rd. That's yesterday. Uh, Colonel Grant Newsham is his name. Uh, this is what he said. He said, Russia and China alliance may bring America a four-front war soon, involving Russia, China, North Korea, and Iran, openings simultaneous war fronts a kinetic war not just economic so that's what uh colonel newsom said to steve bannon yesterday and the other guy mcgregor and that's odd because i posted today a uh, youtube they just put out that where it's it's from mcgregor colonel douglas mcgregor it's a red pill tv video youtube and he says that there's suddenly now a Russian massive offensive moving in on Bakhmut. And uh, that means they're hitting Bakhmut again. Remember uh, a number of people, you know, Biden group and, and mm-hmm. NATO and, and Zelensky, you know, they all say we can't lose Bakhmut. They're, I mean, they're, thousands are dying on that line with Bakhmut, Stuart. I mean, thousands. They, they say yeah. bodies are everywhere there total devastation, but uh, Zelensky won't withdraw because uh, it it sounds like if they ever break that location, and Putin's been trying to break that a long time. Matter of fact, he's emptied all his prisons. A lot of the slaughter has been he's sending prisoners in ahead of the troops, and they're being totally slaughtered. He, He don't have many prisoners anymore. You know, he's not like other countries. And so when he, anyway, uh, that that's a turn. They say that would be a turning point. That uh, at that point, uh, they believe that Ukraine will suddenly begin to lose the war quickly. Now, the uh, here's another caveat. The uh, of course we know that Poland is very anti-Russia, and mm-hmm. Poland's uh, president has now made the comment that if it appears that the Russian forces break through at Bakhmut that uh, Poland may have to declare war on Russia and go ahead and move Polish troops into, like they don't have some in Ukraine already, move, mm-hmm. maybe move armies of Polish troops into Ukraine to fight Russia. So, Stuart, you see how this thing is growing? Yeah, war everywhere. Sounds like the Armageddon script. War breaks out everywhere, like your friend saw. War everywhere. And uh, that kind of like, you know, the red horse riding war. Peace is taken from the earth. Humanity, hey, for whatever reason, can't can't yeah. live in peace. They just can't. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd like your opinion on this one, though. Here's the headline today, and this came right after Russia and China. In other words, Putin and Xi had their meeting, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. Listen to this. This is Breitbart, March 23rd. It was yesterday morning. Joe Biden's. Oh, wait a minute here. Here it is. It says, uh, Z world order. In other words, uh, Z's new world, if you will. Z basically is taking over the the world order. We're not running it anymore. But anyway, yep. it says Z's world order. As ba- the Biden administration spins the China-Russia marriage as good for the USA, 
Biden says America is back, what a joke. Yeah. Well, Biden is uh, he is a joke, and the American people don't do a thing about it. Remember when they said about Trump, and by the way, talking about Trump, what, ha- what happened to the indictment? Is that next week, or is that next month, or is that next year, or ever? <laughs> well, nobody seems to know. It, it appeared it was imminent, and then, well, there was a big backlash, and uh, the uh, – you know, the good Republicans, that's not the rhinos now, mind you, the mm-hmm. good ones. There's only about 20 of them. Uh, they actually are fighting. They spent a number of days last week down in Florida. I didn't know I didn't know if anybody knew that. Everybody might have thought they was in Washington. Well, they wasn't. Uh, they found out rather quickly that they can't, that you, you, there's not a level playing field in Washington. So they, they begin to really look into the uh, Manhattan DA attack on Trump and that indictment thing and they found there's a lot of problems with it a lot of that it's not even actually legal you know matter of fact the uh time yeah. limit's already ran out on the on if it was a, and it's not even a crime but if it was a crime the time limit's already gone there's nothing legal about it so that DA is I guess has found himself in a lot of trouble Soros set him up to fall but he set him up to take down Trump and then fall. That's how evil does. Evil does that. You know, they actually uh, even everybody evil uses a cannon fodder for the for Lucifer, I guess you could say. But uh, yeah. but they're saying now possibly something next week. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Stuart. This this whole thing has gotten so bizarre that you know, and and we're so broke, Stuart. You know, and I'd like your opinion on this. We are so broken. You know, there was that old rhyme, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall, Humpty Dumpty had a great fall, and all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. I'm beginning to wonder this is the United States of America. Stuart, are we so broke apart there's no fixing it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is what happens. Satan works his worker, Lucifer, however you want to phrase it gets in the minds of men and and stirs up all this trouble and uh we can't get along we have in fact jesus himself warned us about that that there were going to be factions and divisions and uh among tribes and nations and tongues well you can extend that to political to religious and uh even it gets into science uh everybody fights everybody else and again, humanity cannot, for whatever reason, admit that it has a problem, and therefore they cannot admit they need to have a fix. And I'm not talking about a dope fix either. I'm not talking about magic mushrooms and weird cigarettes to give you hallucinations. The fix is Jesus Christ. And humanity has rejected that fix because they have. Now we're in a lot of trouble, folks. We're going into this war, whether we want to or not. We were told that. Putin said it. Z has said it. Obama said it. Trump said it. Not very long ago, we're going to get into World War III, said. They know what's coming. We don't. Because evidently, we just don't believe it. We want our life the way it has always been. Well, it ain't going to be the way it's always been, folks. The day is coming when all the little stores will be closed. If you want food, you're going to have to have a passport, known as Mark of the Beast, World Economic Forum, the United Nations. They're all in this together. This is all a script to bring in Lucifer as the god of this world and a whole new world religion and it's based upon actually mankind worship uh and on and on and on it goes and here we are coming up on project blue beams arrival and on and on it goes uh hey, speaking about yeah go ahead larry uh, i'm just going to mention <laughs> real quick you know you're talking about you mentioned lucifer uh, you know, I've been reviewing some stuff from the War Room, and they've been having Joe Allen on lately, and a few of the, uh, I guess you could say, 
experts into this AI. Do you remember the old uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica? Not the not the, the most recent, but the old ones mm-hmm. way back there. And if you you may not have watched it, but anyway, it was a sci-fi deal on the Sci-Fi Channel, and and uh, Lucifer was actually a artificial intelligence robotic cre- creature, you know, creation of some type. Yes. You probably didn't, I don't know, you don't act like you saw that. <laughs> no, I don't think I did, but I wouldn't doubt it because that's exactly what's happening. Okay. Anyway, I've been watching that, and recently, here, here's the headlines that came off of it today. This is Joe Allen. He said, we are in an AI, artificial intelligence, worldwide arms race. Tim Altman wants to bring together an AI digital brain similar to a human brain. China is moving quickly with AI activity, and it's a worldwide movement. They will find it necessary to meld with the human brain and AI brain to control this system. And he reminded everyone that Bill Gates just recently, the last few days, came out and said in public, this is the age of AI. Now, a couple of things. You know, I mentioned the old Battlestar Galactica way back there. That was in the 60s probably. Uh, anyway, uh but there's two recent ones that kind of seem to tie in that. If you're if you're an old Star Trek fan, remember the Borg? You know they oh, yes. were they were human and a, with a mailed with AI artificial intelligence, kind of like a robotic type. But it, you know I read recently too uh, the real book of Dune. You know the movie Dune's a little different. But mm-hmm. if you look if you read the book Dune, uh, and it's an old book, you know decades old. Uh, it tells how that at one time uh, before the movie Dune or the book Dune, that you know in prehistory or ancient history, uh, AI had you know taken over and was uh, extinguishing mankind from the universe, and so they had to fight AI in a big battle. And when it was over, then the new rule in the universe, which Dune opens up and and you see dune they got an older movie and a newer movie of that version mm-hmm. but anyway that uh it was illegal it was universally illegal to create anything similar to a human brain that was actually a machine so what do you think i mean we're getting some really crazy stuff well this is what this transhumanism really is all about and this is where the jab came in and the nanobot high tech nanobot technology and and uh how it converts the human being into a cell phone basically you don't have to carry a cell phone you will be your own cell phone and you will be connected directly uh, Harari already came out and said so this is where they're going with it. He came right out and said it. Your body will become your cell phone. You will be your own computer. You will be a hybrid. And the the true bloods, those that have refused all of this, will be rounded up and killed. And that's what the Bible more or less says. That's the mark of the beast. And if you don't take the mark, you get killed. Uh, they'll just do you in because this new world order of AI and a queen beehive really is what it is. You may remember the movie uh, Aliens uh, with uh, Sigourney Weaver, and they were fighting these insectoids. Well, that's really converted over to a queen AI hive that all of humanity is wired into. And they get their directions from AI. The problem with this is people will not know whether it's their thought or whether it's somebody else's thought that's implanted in their brain. And this is how this thing is going to work. Harari came right out and said so. You will be your own cell phone. You will be wired up direct to this queen AI hive. And it will be world why this is the goal this is what they want and at the same time we're having a terraforming going on and i don't know if you guys ever watched uh i can't think of the name of the arrival 
You ought to go see the arrival part, the the first one, uh, and how they were terraforming the planet. And uh, it's, uh, this is all being programmed. That's why all these sci-fi movies, you got to know what you're watching. But they're already telling you what is coming and how they're going to do it. They do it through the movies. They do it through TV. Um, uh, well, ancient Aliens is a good example of that, of the programming that these aliens really are our gods, and they're the ones who created us, and they're coming back to help us. Well, it's all a lie. The God who created the universe, time, space, energy, matter, life, and spirit, he's the one that created humanity, not some far-off, uh, I don't know, extraterrestrial, I guess. Nobody seems to want to ask, well, where did they come from? They say they created us. Okay, well, who created them? And they better be able to have an answer. Who created them? Well, we were created by another race long, long ago. Well, who created them? you got to keep going back until you find out who created what. We have one creator. His name is God the Father and Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost. That's who created mankind. That's who created the universe. It says so right there in Scripture. He says, I, I stretched out the heavens as a tent, and I put all the stars and everything else within it. Well, that's either true or it's utterly false. You can't have it both ways. And that is how the Bible is written. The, the statements are so I don't know. I guess <laughs> they're written in such a way that it's either absolutely true or it's absolutely false. And everybody has to make up their mind whether what those words are are true or false. I happen to know they're true. If you do exactly what Jesus Christ ordered you to do, you will meet him face to face, one on one, and he will show you the mystery of God that's been a secret since time immemorial, since the fall, actually. And uh, people just won't do it. They're told, no, all you got to do is believe. Yeah, well, you do have to believe, and you do have to have faith. But those are two forces that are to propel you into obedience. <laughs> if you're dealing with the God of this universe, folks, you're not dealing with the president of the United States or somebody like that. You're dealing with the God of who created everything. And we sit there and we thumb our nose at him. Oh, there's a protocol. Jesus told you what that protocol was. Try breaking in on President Biden. Just get, get in your car, drive to the White House and storm it and see what happens to you. You'll be shot. Why? Because there's a protocol. You have to make an appointment. You have to get approval. Well, we're dealing with a, a nobody. A president of the United States is a nobody in God's eyes. And yet we treat this creator the, that way we're treating him. I don't know, Larry. Anyway, what else you got you want to quickly get into? Well, we can get into it maybe next Friday or something, but uh, there's been a lot of reports lately uh, talking about people seeing things that look like insectoids-type yes. creatures. And uh, what's interesting is I, I started working a few days ago looking into some of that. I told you about a an author, William Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, that just put out a book called Crickets. And they're basically the book is about, I finally got my hands on it. He said it was an itch you needed to scratch, but I don't know where he dug it up. But these crickets look like insectoids in his book, and they actually are not from Earth originally, but they came to Earth and, and uh, burrowed down in the Earth and then uh, thousands of years later decided to come up and, ta you know, claim what's theirs. And, and so anyway, what's interesting is the fact that I also remembered an old movie. I found out the title of it today. I couldn't find it for a while. Years ago in England... Uh, they made an old movie about a tunnel that they were 
putting a tunnel in for underground trains in England in this old movie, 50s, I think it was, and uh, they discovered uh, some kind of craft, and in that craft were some ancient skulls and, and what looked looked like crickets or insectoids. And they oh. had a movie that they played inside that machine, and it showed insectoids from Mars basically taking over portions of the planet thousands of years ago. And I know that sounds weird, but I found the, I found the old black and white movie today on Amazon. It's called Quartermain, uh, Quartermain in the Pit is the t- title. It's a real weird title. It's an old English movie, Quarter, Quarter, no, Quarter Mass. Q-U-A-R-T-E-R-M-A-S-S, and the pit. And, uh, but, but we'll talk about this later because people are beginning to have experiences or see insectoid creatures. Yeah. Okay. Well, folks, a lot of bad news, but there's always the good news, the gospel. And that's what we got to cling to. Anyway, thanks a lot, Larry, for coming on. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Take care. Good night.